0: that tonight we have been blessed. I mean with this praise and worship and some ministration has been a blessing. Hallelujah. Do you like to put your hands together unto the almighty God? Yes, indeed I have been blessed. Let's pray. So Lord we thank you for tonight. Even as you have started with us, we worship in you. In all truth and sincerity of our hearts, acknowledging who you are, we give you praise. It is time to hear your word. I pray, O oh Lord, our Father, tonight, Even as we share on the topic, the seed is the word of God. We pray that, Father, you shall grant me the utterance, and even unto my brethren, O Lord, you shall give them their hearts to receive understanding. And at the end of it all, your name be praised. Father, we thank you, and we bless you In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. So tonight our topic is the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And we'll quickly look at Luke chapter 8 verse 11 where this is a scripture which directly comes out of this topic. It says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. And tonight, even before we go into the main deliberation, the preceding two verses says that, you know, he has spoken concerning the parable of the sower. Some are fallen by the wayside, some on rocks, some in tongues, and some on the good soil. But in the Luke chapter 8... Verses 9 and 10, he says, And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing, they might not understand. And that is where I find it, even before we go into this word, quite challenging. Because Christ himself spoke and said unto some, they've been given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. But others, he spoke to them in parables And if you look at the explanation, the reason was that seeing they might not see. They may hear, but they might not understand. And I find it quite serious. For Christ to speak and say that for some, this mystery, it has been given to you to understand. Others may not understand, The reason is that they were spoken to in parables. Tonight as we go through this teaching service, I don't know where we stand. Is God speaking to us? Is it in parables? Or we are blessed that it has been given to us to understand. That is even the foundation on which we are even doing this teaching tonight. Because if we go through and we don't understand what will be the effects of the word of God concerning us. That is why my even prayer is that as we go through, we shall be numbered among those who the mysteries have been given to. And once we have it, then we shall see and we will have understanding. Hallelujah. If you belong to the other side, that will be sad. Then he will be speaking to you in parables. But I don't think that is why we are here tonight. So the topic says, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And every seed must grow. And as it grows... Ultimately, there must be a fruit. So there are two critical points here that we would like to note as we go through this teaching session. As the word of God comes to us as a seed, there must be growth. The word of God should bring about growth in our lives. And ultimately, there has to be a fruit if indeed the seed has been planted in our lives, at a certain point, we must show that because this seed came into our lives, I have this fruit to show. And that fruit you cannot hide. So the real issue is, thanks be to God, I believe that for us, because of the grace of God, In fact, some versions say that the seed that we have received is incorruptible. In fact, I think 1 Peter talks about that. And then Romans 2 says that the seed is imperishable. So the problem is not with the seed. In fact, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 says that we have been born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God so the seed is incorruptible and in Romans chapter 1 verse 23 it says the seed which is imperishable so as far as God is concerned the seed which is his message to us is incorruptible and you it is not perishable so there is no problem with the seed which is the word of God. He says this seed is incorruptible, is imperishable. If that is the nature of the seed, then where the seed is going into is what should matter to us. And that is where, by some it fell by the wayside, some on rocks, it couldn't go down, others among tongues Except a few that fell in the good soil. And tonight, as we go through this, I'm saying to myself, where do we belong? But there are some critical points that I have noted, which I believe that as we share it together, we can grow because the seed is the word of God. And then ultimately, too, we shall see the fruits. That is expected in our lives. So some points that I have noted, I will start with the first one, is that there has to be the desire. There has to be the desire to know the word of God. Like I said, the seed is available, but it is us. Do we have the desire to know the word of God? Do we have the desire to know the Lord? Do we have that desire? Is that desire there? If that desire is not there, there is no way that seed, which is the word of God, which is the message of God, will grow and ultimately bear a fruit. And here, Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, said that that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his image. Moses too said in Exodus that that, that I may know him, that I may know the word of God. If you can make time for God to teach you, if you can hunger and test for the word of God, brethren, I believe that God will make it possible for this seed which is the word of God in your life to grow and to bear fruit. If the desire is not there, if the desire to know Him, if the desire to know God is not there, it will not be forced on us. But once the desire is there, He will connect you to know and understand the truth. He will connect you to how you can know Him. He can even connect you to people who can make you understand. But it should only come from that desire to know Him. And here I will share some testimony. I had a book on holiness, which I don't know where I got it from, but I found it in my study. And that book, I think... I might have picked them from my father-in-law. He died in 1995. And I found the book in 2017. That is after 22 years. And brethren, how I got to pick that book, you could see that that was by God. Because he had put in my heart things like righteousness, truth, holiness that I should focus on. And where that book had been for 22 years, and when that strong desire came, he just said, go there, there's a certain book there. And there's the a book, like I said, I've had it for almost 22 years, i had never touched it. As I got close to that book, it was on holiness. And indeed, the book, i been so old, and when I picked it, you so know, when is that old, is that even giving you a code? As they say Kata. Kata in Qatar, it's Qatar an English word. <laughs> so I could not even read it, but thank God I asked my brother to order the book for me. And that's how God even connected me because the desire was there. He connected me to that book. Then there was another book also on holiness by Jerry Bridges. In fact, the first book on holiness I gave to my daughter to read, she just pushed it aside. But the one on Jerry Bridge, there was one day. I went to town when I came back. He also didn't know how he was in the room, but he just walked to the study and just picked that book and said he doesn't know why he picked that book. And I said, the Lord is speaking to you to pick that book and live by that book. What am I talking about? What I'm saying is that if the desire is there, God himself will even connect you to what he should know that will make you grow and bear the fruits. So I'm pleading with all of us tonight that if we acknowledge that the seed is the word of God, the first point is that have a desire that you may grow in the word of God. And it is God himself who will connect you To how this seed can grow in you and the fruit will even come out and I believe that tonight each of us are ready if truly we want to grow I believe God will connect you hallelujah but if the desire is not there it will not come he will even connect you to people that will make you grow in the things of the Lord but the desire must first come from you and I if you desire among other things that you want to know the word of God you want to grow into it God will connect the right people onto you and even where you can grow in it the second point that I would like to dwell on is that it will require prayer for this word to grow and for us to bear fruit Again, I will share with you, if it is one prayer that I stayed on for a very long time, it was a simple prayer which was of Moses and Paul, that, that I may know you, that I may know the word of God. And I believe that if God answered this prayer, it is because he saw that I had a desire for it, and the prayer was a prayer that I believe fell into the will of God. And God made it possible for me to see this desire to grow and even to grow in Him. And I therefore would want to again plead with all of us that if this seed is to grow and to bear fruit, let's back it up with prayer. You'll recall that in Luke chapter 24 verse 45, Luke 24, verse 45. Then open he their understanding that they may understand the scriptures. Don't forget, when we started, I said, For some he spoke in parables, some he gave them understanding to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And that is why I believe that if indeed we are serious and we pray, God will open our understanding. And as he opens our understanding, we will grow in the word of God and the fruit shall be there. Because it is the Lord who will strengthen our soul and lift up our spirits towards eternal things. It will not just come anyhow. God must be involved. The Lord alone can prepare our minds to even receive the scriptures. You may have a teacher who may lecture you, but it takes God to even prepare your mind to receive the scriptures. So some of our prayer points, if you want to grow and the seed to grow in us, some of our prayer points that Lord, let me grow in you. And I believe the Lord can prepare your mind to receive the scriptures. It is also only the Lord who can instruct your heart And impart the taste for the truth. So again, as we pray, let's pray for the Lord to instruct our hearts and to impart the taste for the truth. Do you desire the truth? Then your prayer concern is that Lord, begin to instruct my heart. Let my heart have that desire for the truth. And as we do that, We will not be numbered among those who the Lord will speak to us in parables. Rather, the Lord will speak to us, and we shall receive understanding. Amen. In Psalm 119, verse 37, Psalm 119, verse 37, it says, Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. My eyes away from beholding vanity. And quicken thou me in thy way. We ought to be quickened. Some of us are beholding so much. What we are beholding is vanity. But what we need to pray about is say, Lord, quicken thou me in your way. And that has to be a prayer. For the Lord to quicken us. We may be dead in many things, but if it comes to prayer, what we should say is that, Lord, quicken us. All the dead things in our lives quicken me in your way. And as we pray on such things, I believe the Lord will open our hearts and we shall receive understanding. And as we also continue to pray, our prayer topic is that that He will give us Because if the Lord doesn't give to you, you cannot receive anything from heaven. So as we pray for this seed to grow, you know, every seed is very tender. Seeds are tender. They need to be nurtured carefully. That is why we need to pray to the Lord that this seed, which is the word of God that I received, that tender care, The Lord should give me that tender care to handle the word of God that I receive. If you handle the word of God anyhow, you might not get a better result. So as we pray unto the Lord, the Lord should give us that heart, that meekness of heart, to handle his word with that tender care. And as we do so, this seed will grow gradually in our lives And it will get to the point where we will see that indeed this seed has grown to the point where we will see its fruits. The third point is as the seed grows, and if there should be the fruits, we should be people who walk in the word of God. Remember, the desire has come. We have prayed for it. God has been kind to us. God has been merciful to us. Instead of speaking to us in parables, He gives us understanding. After giving us understanding in the Word, what is the purpose? What is the purpose of giving us understanding? If you and I cannot walk in the Word of God that we have received, If you and I cannot receive... If if after we receive the understanding, we don't walk in it, what would have been the purpose of the Lord giving us understanding? So our third point is that whatever word that comes to us, our desire should be to walk in that word of God. Hallelujah. So for me, for example... Every day, every opportunity that I, I hear the word of God, I look at my own life. Where is there the need for a correction? Where do I see a fault? Where have I fallen short? And in those parts, as the word comes, I say to myself, Lord, help me. This word that you have given me understanding, I must walk in it. So that I don't lose out. So you must be ready to uphold the word of God. In fact, in Colossians chapter two, verse six, it says, As we have learned of Him, the purpose of learning of Christ, the purpose of learning the word, the word is to walk in it. It is not just to receive it as a decoration. It is not to receive it and to just memorize it. It is not just to receive it and sound as somebody. Who is sound in doctrine? The important thing is that we must live in it. We must work in it. That is the essence. The essence of the word of God coming to us. And God giving you and us understanding. is not to show off that I know the word. Our very lives should prove that we have received understanding. I mean, I'm sure that when you were in school, if you understand a certain topic and you are supposed to answer, your answers will prove that you have understood it. And per the scripture concerning our lives, we walking in the Word will prove that indeed we have understood it. And here I'll, I'll walk you through just about four or so scriptures that when I look at them, I say this one, It is not just beholding them, but we must walk in them. Look at James chapter 1, verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Isn't that an interesting scripture? (laughs) To count it joy. Some versions even say, when you are tried, when you are tempted, when you are persecuted, is it a time to be joyful? But if only we can learn and walk in it, it shall be well with us and we will have peace in our hearts. Hallelujah. But we say to ourselves, no, but he has done this because he did this. Let me also do that. You worry yourself. In fact, I think this morning or so, my wife was saying her seamstress are downstairs. I said, But where is your seamstress in this house? She is not here. And you are complaining. This, your seamstress, me, is not me who for you. The seamstress is in her house. And you are complaining about something she is not done right. I mean, you are disturbing your soul. You understand? And I'm anti-Grease. It's not meant to be complained. Can you be joyful by saying no, you cannot be joyful. Whatever the situation is, what God says, be joyful. If you can only be joyful, you will have peace. In the same James chapter 1 verse 12. James chapter 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Are you ready to endure temptation? But it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. From when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised those who love him. And that is where I love. So you let the temptation come. Let the persecution come. The part of the scripture says that there shall be a crown of life for you. Is it not a pleasant thing? So don't focus on the fact that you've been tempted, you have been persecuted. But in this scripture, he says, When you have been approved, he will receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised those who love him. And if you desire for a crown, let the temptations come. Let the persecutions come. Let the afflictions come. Walk in it with joy, because I know that ultimately there's a crown waiting for me. Right? Hallelujah. Ah, and then Psalm one thirty eight, verse six. Sometimes some of us despise those who are down there. We don't even respect them. But the day I saw this scripture, he says, though the Lord is high, yet he regards the lowly But the proud he knows them from afar. But let's focus on the first part. Though the Lord is high, is anyone here as high as the Lord? No. But even him, he regards the lonely. But we who are men like other men, we disregard men, we despise men. But God is saying even him who is high, yet he regards the lowly. And I'm saying, when you read such a scripture, walk in it. Walk in it. And no matter who comes your way, that is the essence of the seed, which is the word of God, that we should walk in it. So when you see a fellow man, don't despise that person. Don't say he's an ordinary something. Even God, he says, even me who is high. This man, I regard him. Is see, because you don't know who God will bring to meet your need. I knew someone who despised someone so much. And in many of these people, they know that when they travel, it's only Accra, London, Accra, Accra, New York, Accra. Never will you find yourself in the Far East. When he traveled to the Far East on one occasion, he had a mild stroke. And the lady that she has despised was the only one she met at the airport. And it was that lady who carried his luggage for him. That is how the Lord humbles us. That is how the Lord humbles us. Sometimes we are too high there. We cannot descend a little. But God says, even me, even me, the Lord, who is high, yet I regard the lowly. Some of us, a little position that we are placed, We still want to remain so high there and disregard and despise everybody. But I'm saying that tonight, if this seed you believe that is the Word of God, as you read such scriptures, work in it. Every scripture that you read, look at your life. So if you're having somebody, it may be your house help, your driver, whoever, your subordinate in the office, the person you think is a low person in your community. God is saying, I even me, God. I regard that person. And then these are the things that if we have to prove that we are people of God, every scripture that we read, we should walk in it. And that will bring glory to God. Hallelujah. I also read in Jonah chapter 4 verse 2. Jonah chapter Again, these are just some scriptures I'm picking on. Jonah 4 verse 2. You know, sometimes we don't understand the ways of God. We don't see why we should do certain things. But in Jonah chapter 4, verse 2, so Jonah, he said, so he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tashi, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God. You are slow to anger. An abundant and loving kindness. One who relents from doing harm. And I'm saying when you read such a scripture, and you also want to be godly, it's for you to be what? Gracious and merciful to people who come your way. It is time for you to be slow to anger. It is time to demonstrate abundance and loving kindness. And you must be one who relents from doing harm. That is the essence of scripture. It comes to us for us to walk in it. It is not meant to be memorized. It is not meant to prove that we know the word. We must walk in it. And I'm saying, if we have to be like God, if we say the seed of God is in us, if it is the seed we are born of the seed of God because we are born again, we must reflect the life of God. And one life of God that we can see which I think we should all work in, is that we must be gracious. Even the words that come from our mouth should be gracious. We must be merciful unto people because we ourselves, we, we desire that we'll be God will give us mercy. And we should be slow to anger. Sometimes a small communication. Somebody says something small and our temperature is boiling. That even whatever tool cannot even measure it. But God says, if we must have that character of God, we must be slow to gander. Is it too difficult? If only we can walk in it, we'll see the hand of God. Hallelujah. Then I also read another scripture which shook me, which I said, Let me be careful and walk in this scripture. First Peter chapter one, verses twenty four and twenty five. Again, most of us we can we boast a lot will glory a lot. But some of these scriptures, when you read them, it must bring you down that you don't belong up there. It says, because all flesh is as grass and all glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away. Verse 25, but the word of God endures forever. Now this is the word which by which the gospel was preached to you. So if you can go back to the verse 24. Verse 24. He said, All flesh is as grass. Where is our boasting? All flesh is as grass. And all glory of man is as flower of the grass. The grass will wither. And this flower falls away. That is man. Where is our boasting? These are scriptures that as you read them, you must desire to walk with them and humble yourself. Because we are like all grass. We are not trees. You see, we are grass. There are certain scriptures that says we are even dust. But we are boasting. Wherein lies our boasting? So the third point I'm emphasizing is that as we read the word of God moment by moment and God gives us understanding let us walk in those ways that we have received. Hallelujah. The fourth point is that if indeed we see the seed as the word of God we must rise up to defend and to be advocates of the word of God. That is the only way we can grow in it. We can bear the required fruit. Sometimes we try to shade the truth a bit. That is not of God. Sometimes we want to stretch the truth. That is not of God the truth should be the truth we should not compromise on the word of god in fact john 10:35 says the word of god cannot be broken we must defend the word of god we should not be ashamed of the word of god we must stand for the word of god we must uphold the word of god if you call them gods to whom the word of god came and scripture cannot be broken. That is why you and I are there to defend. We cannot break any part of the scripture and stretch any part of the scripture anyhow. It doesn't lie in our power. All we have to do is to walk in it and to walk in obedience. Hallelujah. One prayer to that we need to pray and to cry about is for the Lord to prepare our hearts that is the faith point for the Lord to prepare our hearts to receive this seed, to let this seed grow in us, so that ultimately the fruit shall be seen. In Romans chapter five, verse five, is it because if you don't love God, if you don't have the heart, To love God, the seed will not grow. You will not desire to grow. The seed will not bear fruit. So, we should ask God to even prepare our hearts to receive this seed that comes. He says, Now, let's take the King James. And hope maketh not ashamed, Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. If God doesn't shed his love in your hearts and the love of God is not there, you probably will be ashamed of his word. You will not even see the desire to hold on to his word. So let's ask God to prepare my heart to prepare your heart so that because we love Him, we will stand for His Word. Because we love God, anything concerning God, we will walk in obedience and do it for Him. But if we don't love God, if that love is not in our hearts, that is why people do things anyhow. It's because the love of God is not there. If the love of God is there, doing things for God, working in obedience, upholding the word of God, should not be difficult. But if you don't love God, it becomes a struggle. So let's pray that God, you yourself prepare my heart. Let me have a heart that loves God and the things of God. If you love God, and you are giving offering, you love God, dealing with your tithes, you love God, dealing with sacrifices, you love God, service unto him, should not be difficult. But if this love is not in your heart, no matter what, they can even bring a chain to drag you, it will move you. It is only when God has touched that heart with his love for him. When that is done, you will lie down. You will go on your knees When you are doing things for God, you'll be crazy about them. Because there is that love of God in your heart. And when that is there, God's word, you can see it's growing in you. And it will ultimately show. The other point is that our fruits must be seen. Remember, it is a seed. That seed ultimately should bear a fruit. What fruit are we bearing? And here, let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ. Which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Our desire in all of this to receive that seed of God. For that seed of God to grow is that ultimately our lives will be filled with the fullness of God. Our lives will be filled with the fullness of God. And then also the scripture in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 will also mature to the full stature in our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, when you go to Luke chapter 8 verse 8, we can, let's quickly go there and come back. Luke chapter 8 verse 8. Where that seed fell on the good ground. If indeed you and I have fallen on the good ground. What he saying is that another fell on good ground. And sprang up and bare fruit and hundredfold. Our fruit should be hundredfold. That is why we are talking about being filled to the fullness of God. We don't want... To be filled like somebody who just a little or part of it, but our goal is that we should be filled with the fullness of God. Then we can truly say that indeed this seed has grown and grown well, and we can see the fruits, we see the fullness of God in this individual, we see the fullness of God and this man. We see the fullness of God in this sister or this woman. That is where we should ultimately get to. And that can be done if we have gone through diligently. The desire would have been there. The prayer would have been there. Would have worked in it, advocating it, and then ultimately the fruit will show. And brethren, this fullness of God is important. Let nobody care him or herself. People are reading us. Whether we like it or not. Sometimes we can say people are talking about us. But people are reading us. Whether we like it or not. And that is the reason why let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2. Because people are reading us, it is not for us to give them the choice whether they should read us or not. People will read us. Let therefore be ready and make sure that we are full in the fullness of God. So he says, ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men, whether we like it or not. As we go, as we come, People will know us and they will be reading us. What chapter of you are people reading? What are people reading concerning you? When it comes to godliness, what are people saying about you? What is there to show that there is the fullness of God in our lives? People will read us in the streets, in the offices. Even in the church, people will see us and they are reading us. They will see us and they will read us from head to our toe, whether we like it or not. It is what they see, is that what they are reading? Is there God in it? Indeed, they don't need a letter. And let's go to the second Corinthians chapter three, verse one, where sometimes we need people to give us commendations. The verse 2 talks about what people are reading about us and what they are seeing. The verse 1 is talking about when somebody has given you a letter. That is not what we need. So Paul said, do we begin to commend ourselves to you again? You don't need to go and beg people to give you commendation. It is what they read is what they are seeing. Or need we some other epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You don't need reference letters. You don't need a letter of commendation. What people see and read about me is what they've seen and they've read. I can't change it. What people will see and read about you is what they've read. Writing a letter, you know, and writing a letter, a commendation, trying to make sure that the letter, the eyes have been dotted, the teeth have been dotted, doesn't make that difference. The difference is what people have read about you. So ultimately, as the seed comes into our hearts and this seed grows, there shall be a fruit. And that fruit, people will know and read. As they know and read, whether you like it or not. Sometimes we say they are gossiping, but that's what they've seen. It is not how people have written about you. What people are seeing. So brethren, tonight the humble appeal is that that seed, as we said, is an incorruptible seed. We cannot have an incorruptible seed in our lives and still be something else. We cannot have a seed which is imperishable and still be something else. The seed of God is it is a seed of God. If it is not growing and bearing fruit, then it is us. Let's begin to look at our own lives. As the word of God comes to us, moment by moment, as you go into the study of the word, as you go into the scriptures, don't go in because as you, somebody asks you whether you've read the word. Begin to see that this word that I'm reading and studying and God giving me understanding is for my own life. A life that God will see and then ultimately God will say that indeed I am pleased with this life. That should be our ultimate goal. And that I believe should not be too difficult for us. May the Lord help us tonight even as we've gone through this May he give us the grace that even as we hear his word, moment by moment, the seed, this delicate seed, this precious seed will grow in our lives. And ultimately, that fullness of God will be seen in our lives and God shall receive his glory. Father, we thank you for tonight. And may Your name be praised in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.